Hey loves, and welcome to the House Your Heart podcast. My name is Jess, and I'm so excited to have you share this space with me while we chat all things connection, vulnerability, and self-development. I trust that you can use this episode as a reminder to check in with your heart, and also as encouragement to create deeper connections with the people around you. And with that, guys, let's head into today's episode. I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to the How's Your Heart podcast. I trust you've been having an awesome day today or this week, whenever you're listening to this. I'm Jess, your host, and today I'm here with the beautiful Carly. If you are watching a video version right now, you'd be able to see her beautiful face, but I'm bringing her on the podcast today because I think she is just an incredible human being. We've only just gotten to know each other um, over the past few weeks since she moved um, from Philadelphia to Australia for a nice little holiday. Um, We met at a running club, which was just like insane like it was just divine timing literally you cannot say anything but that it was just amazing and she's had a podcast for a little bit as well and we just got talking and we thought we better be on each other's podcast we better get talking um and I thought today's episode is going to be all around the self and routines and developing the daily life that you actually really want and I think Carly is a great example of that so let's hear all her wisdom Carly do you want to say hey (laughs) Hi guys. And thank you so much Jess, for having me. I'm so excited. And I'm just so thankful that I met you. Like when I was at run club, it wasn't until the end. It was basically like before I left and I was about to head out, but I just saw you and I feel like you just radiate like such a positive energy. And I was like, you know what? I cannot leave tonight without just going up and starting a conversation with these two girls. So I'm so happy I did. And I don't even know where I would be right now if I didn't I feel like you've been such like an integral part of my experience here so far yeah thank you so much and honestly made the past few weeks so good um Kali has come over and joined me at my group fitness training place where I coach and whenever she comes in it's just like a light in my life and so good so I thought I'd ask you a few questions just to start off with because that way that listeners get to know you a little bit more just like I have and we get to hear a little bit more about you um, so the first question is, of course, how is your heart? My heart today is pretty full. I feel like this week has just been a nice change of pace. I feel like I finally kind of hit a groove here and I've been surrounded by like genuine people and people that I really feel like I've made a connection with. So it's good. And I just FaceTimed my family this morning. So keeping my, you know, the old people in my life and with the new people in my life, it's just been really great. So my heart is full. That's so good. It's so good to hear that even though you're far away, you're still talking with them. And I know we've talked about like how meaningful they are to you. A second question I have is what is one topic that you could talk about for hours and hours and hours? This is hard. I feel like I can nerd out pretty hard on the nervous system (laughs) and I like recently got interested in this, but I feel like it is such a underdeveloped topic. Like it goes under the radar, but it affects so much in terms of like our mental and physical well-being, like everything from how you sleep to how you breathe throughout the day to your nutrition, how you work out. Like I think it's overlooked when it comes to health. Know regulating my nervous system has been like a journey and has made me such a better person because of it, which sounds so dramatic, but hence I could talk about it for hours. Yeah, um, so yeah, I would say the nervous system. 
So good. I think that is so interesting and I definitely want to pick your brain about that sometime soon because, I mean, listening to a few of your episodes and hearing like just little snippets about what you have to say, like it's so interesting and definitely something I'm interested about too. Uh, Last question (laughs) before we get into the episode is what do you like to do when the weather is like what it is today? All right. So today's weather, it's hot and it is sunny. And I mean, we are just in the midst of um, summer over here. So I have a bit of an unpopular opinion. I appreciate this weather the most when I am like surrounded by friends and family and I'm like doing something with them, whether it's going to the beach and just kind of like relaxing there all day, having a few drinks, like watching the sunset. But if I am not with a lot of friends and family these days can make me a little bit sad inside and I don't know why that is I don't know if it's like the pressure to seize the day or like make the most of it or it's like the sun is out so you have these grand expectations of a beautiful day and everybody's out and about with their loved ones but I would say I have an unpopular opinion because I don't love these days but I do love them when I'm surrounded by friends and family and when that is the case I love to go to the beach and just stay there until like 7 p.m. I love that, especially now because the sun sets so late. Like you can honestly stay there until 7 p.m. Yes, I actually think I might go for a sunset swim tonight. I'm like, why not? Sounds stunning. Like honestly, if I wasn't working, I'd join you quite honestly. I know. Let's go down to the beach after filming this and we can just chill down there. But not to be, maybe another day. (laughs) This episode, I really just wanted to pick Carly's brain on – the whole idea behind routines and how they develop and express her sense of self. Um, I know that routines and habits are so preached, especially around this time of year, like heading into kind of January and and our New Year's resolutions. Um, Having these kind of like habit trackers and habit stacking, you know, like these routines are kind of like thrown around all the time. And um I know from my experience, they've been like a double-edged sword sometimes. And I just wanted to pick Carly's brain on what she, you know, her experience, her history has been like with routines because at least from what I've observed from her, like coming into the studio and um, just in her day-to-day, even like being halfway around the world, like just it's still kind of a thing she preaches on her page and, um yeah, let's just like dive straight into it. So I guess like the first question I have for you is what does like a day-to-day look like for you now, like in Australia? So it's funny because you think that like I'm halfway around the world. I'm used to it being winter at home and it's summer here. Like I'm just super out of my element. But I think the reason that I'm able to kind of stay sane and like kind of true to myself and happy inside is by retaining the element of routine and sticking to the habits that make me feel good. And I think that was one of the struggles when I first got here. I didn't necessarily have the resources to do that. So that's why when I like found Airlocker and learned the neighborhood a little bit more so that I could go my morning walks, like things just naturally fell into place a little bit. Um, so I would say I always love getting outside first thing in the morning. Um, I always go for like a long walk and I'll just listen to a podcast or I'll call my mom, like just getting in the fresh air and into the sunshine as soon as possible is super 
important to me. I also love to like wake up early. I'm just a morning person and I find that that's when I feel the best and like most calm. So I really try to like optimize that part of my day and get a jump start just so I feel like I'm tackling the day instead of getting tackled by it and like playing catch up. Um, I love to also like start my day with like balanced breakfast. That's like so important to me and my matcha um, and just like easing into the day um, to just set myself up for success and make sure my mind is kind of, you know, in a right, in the right spot in order to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like definitely on the Sunshine Coast, at least we're very much morning people. And it's so good that like you are able to just, you know, adapt that regardless of where you are in the world. Like I know it is super incredible to be able to go outside and like have the sunshine kind of the first thing you wake up I've heard there's like a lot of connection between sunshine the like during the first few hours of waking up and like your nervous system and I know you talked about this before but like have you got anything to add to that because I know a little bit but I want to hear your thoughts Andrew Hooverman has a podcast and he's talked about the importance of getting out in sunlight within the first I think it's like 30 minutes or so just so your eyes basically getting direct sunlight into your eyes. Obviously don't sit there and stare at the sun, but it helps really regulate your circadian rhythm. And it also helps that following night's sleep. Like in order to be on a consistent sleep schedule, fall asleep with ease, wake up with ease, have a more restful night's sleep. Really that all boils down to in his podcast and what he says, which is all fact and science based is getting outside and getting that sunlight in your eyes within the first like 30 minutes of waking up. And I think he says it should be about like 10 minutes of exposure. Um, but yeah, I mean, sleep is obviously a huge component and I prioritize that to the umph degree. So like, I definitely try to do that as often as I can. Yeah, for sure. I'm like definitely an 8.30 p.m. to bed kind of person. And I definitely feel like you are too or like thereabouts. A million percent. Um, Yeah, how good. I know that um, like for me at least, I find I used to identify my sense of self so heavily with being a morning person. Um, And it was kind of like, oh, if I sleep in for one morning or I don't follow my morning routine, like I didn't know who I was that day. And I found I was like kind of floating in the deep being like, I don't know what to do. Like my routine's out of whack. And I don't really know, like, I can't identify with the I'm a morning person identification anymore. Like, who am I? I don't know. Like, do you ever feel like that sometimes? Yes. And so, like, I feel like sometimes I'm so routine oriented, it's almost to a fault. And it's funny. I was actually listening to the Skinny Confidential um, and they had a guest on. He was saying that he's become more lax with his routine over the years because he didn't like that he felt so thrown off and not like himself whenever he didn't carry out XYZ routine. Like if something, he has kids now, he's like, it's not feasible for me to wake up and have this perfect morning routine that I once was. So like, I think the ability to be adaptive while also, you know, listening to what makes you feel your best, but being able to kind of withstand um, the times that your routine is going to be thrown off just because that's life and life happens Um, That's still something I am definitely working through, but I think that's what like healthy routines look 
Like, like it's the ability to kind of be fluid and move through life as it gets thrown at you because there's constantly curveballs and things that pop up. Yeah. It's so interesting how like routine is so, it feels so inherently like static or like you just do these things. It's like discipline oriented, it's habit, it's kind of mindless and you always do it. Um, But like you said before, like a healthy routine has that flexibility and has that ability to change and adapt depending on like where we are in the world, who we're with. Um, I know for myself, like when I was in previous relationships, I'd be like, oh, I need to be in bed by like 8.30. And because I need to wake up and do my routine, they're like, oh, we're at dinner. Like (laughs) you can actually chill out. Like we're having a good time. You don't need to rush this whole thing and like be really, really anxious about it. You can just free flow and enjoy the times you're with people. And I find that same thing in the morning as well because we're like, okay, I've got to be up at this time. I got to have like my water and, you know, get on that morning walk. And sometimes I find that they do these routines do more harm than they do good. So this kind of goes back to the um, nervous system and Mm -hmm. why I feel like everything is kind of rooted around it. Like it's kind of like the nucleus of everything that we talk about, but to take that example, when you're sitting at dinner and it's 8.30 and you're stressing out about the fact that on a normal night, you would already be in bed and you're kind of feeling that tight chest and you kind of like are taking shallow breaths, like you're just getting worked up about it. And like the reality is that's probably doing you more harm than just yeah, enjoying absolutely. getting to bed a little bit later, getting a restful night's sleep and rolling with the punches. And trust me, I'm saying this because I think it's easy to identify. I'm not saying it's easy to carry out. Like I am somebody who, again, I'm very rigid. I still have to remind myself that not every day is going to look the same. It's okay if things get thrown off. It's okay if I have to work until 11 p.m. and can't get to bed at my ideal hour or I'm eating dinner at 10.30 p.m. because that's just the time that I get home from work. Like it stresses me out and I try to acknowledge that sometimes – just taking a deep breath and accepting, you know, the facts for what they are is better off than any quote unquote healthy routine or habit will ever be. Yeah. I always find at least in like my position, even though we don't have like late hours or anything, I find that it's really idolized this whole nine to five um, where you have like your morning routines, you go to work from nine to five and then you have your evening routines ready to like do it again. And I find when we don't have that stable hours in our work where it's consistently nine to five and whether you're working like a casual position or you're wearing split shifts like me, um, it can really throw us off this whole like we have to live up to this expectation of having routines and and um, always, it always being consistent when sometimes it just isn't. Yeah. And I think like routines have really been glamorized, especially in the past couple years or so with TikTok, like the whole aesthetic and glamorization of like a morning and a night routine, I think sometimes seem a little far out and they forget to be a little bit realistic and achievable. Yeah. So that if we don't have these like, you know, aesthetic reels of yeah, a yeah. routine and your drink your morning greens and X, Y, Z, like I think the most successful habits and routines are the ones that are simple and realistic for you and can be carried out day in and day out. And they're not 
things that are piling up on your to-do list, like they should be making you feel better and giving you energy instead of taking it. And so, yeah, I feel like that kind of feeds into the comparison game and comparing what works for us versus what works for other people. And same thing with work shifts. Like you said, you have very early mornings and probably because you're a morning person that you're able to do that. Somebody who thrives at night and wants to stay up until 1am probably wouldn't be well-suited in a role like yours. So I think it's also about being honest with yourself and like what routines and timelines throughout the day work best for you and your personality. It's really just like a point of checking in with yourself and like where you're at in your life. And we know like for most of us, the routines we have at the moment probably aren't going to be consistent for the rest of our lives. And whether that is like we have kids or we find a new position or maybe we win the lotto and never work again, like, you know, things like that, like life can change at so many different points. And I think it's so important to be able to just check in with ourselves, be like, yeah, most of the stuff on social media is performative. Most of the time, they're not going to do that routine seven days a week for the whole year. Maybe they will get up and do a bit of movement, but then maybe they won't do that like nine step skincare routine and like drink a coffee and like whether that's even beneficial for their nervous system or not. Like, you know, we are just doing these things. Like I know for a lot of people who suffer with anxiety, having coffee is actually really not good. Like it just doesn't work for them because it sends them over the edge. I've been there before. Now I'm a little bit too addicted to caffeine, but like previously I wasn't, it wasn't really good for me. But if I was to follow these routines that we see and are preached so heavily on social media um, and even in our circles as like the healthy routine, like having coffee in the morning and doing all of these different things, maybe that actually doesn't work for you at this time in your life. Maybe instead of waking up and having coffee first thing, maybe it's good to tune in with your body and do a meditation. Like you can pick and choose the things and to be your non-negotiables in your habits and your routines to be more suited to you. And I think the key of what you just said is at that time in your life, like we need to acknowledge that our routines are going to change. Like I think back to the past like three years and I've had like four different versions of a morning routine. Like I used to work a corporate job where I would be sitting at a desk from 6.15 a.m. in the morning, (laughs) a.m. in the morning, (laughs) 6.15 a.m to, you know, 5 p.m. And they would, I would have to go out with clients and get dinner and drinks. And my sleep was all out of whack. I was waking up at 4 a.m. to work out. Like there's going to be a time and place in your life for different things. And I think that is why I also appreciate so wholeheartedly the flexibility in my routines and habits that I am able to have now because they're my choice. They're not dictated to me by my job. And I know this is probably short lived and I know there's going to be some changes, you know, in the next year or two, whatever I decide is kind of my next chapter, but being able to, I guess, take inventory of your life and what you have going on and then kind of adopting habits and routines that suit that best. Because at the end of the day, I feel like you always just have to be pivoting and making the best decision for yourself in that time. Yeah, absolutely. Can you run us through some of the habits or routines that you used to have, like even in your corporate job that, I don't know, do they work for you now, things you've carried through, but maybe some things you've left behind as well? Yeah. So 
the short answer would be no. They didn't, they weren't really working at the time. I feel like I was still caught up in habits that were centered around kind of grind culture and always being on the go and kind of being stuck in the rat race of life. So just to kind of run you through like a day in my life, I kind of gave like a little glimpse of this before, but I would wake up at 4 a.m. I would go to the gym and do like a hit workout. So very strenuous on my nervous system, very, you know, for me to be doing that at that early in the morning, my cortisol was spiking. Um, I also kind of had this unhealthy mindset that it was quote unquote too early to eat breakfast. Cause if I ate breakfast at like 6am when I got to the desk, then like I was going to be hungry again at 9am and I would have been having two breakfasts before a normal person would have one. So, um, my breakfast essentially would be coffee. So not only was I working out and doing a HIIT workout first thing in the morning, but I was drinking coffee on an empty stomach, which was making my blood sugar go completely whack, spiking my cortisol, affecting my hormones. Um, Then I was a super sedentary. So really a lot of movement aside from that HIIT workout, like was not really incorporated into my day. There'd be days where I would take 2000 steps just because my job was a tied to the desk kind of job. I worked with the stock market. So if we had to go to the bathroom, we would run um, and then run back. Wow. Yeah. Um, Eight out a decent amount. I, I, a decent amount for me. I really did try to make like stay on my routine and make most of my meals at home when I could, but a lot of it was just out of my control. Sometimes I just needed to like go out. Um, But that time of my life, I was also drinking a lot more alcohol, which of course also isn't great for anxiety, nervous system, gut health. Like there were just so many habits that I thought I was doing to be better off, but were in turn self-sabotaging me. Self-sabotage. Oh my goodness. So interesting. Do you think that like, when was that moment where you realized, oh, like, this is actually no longer good for me. I can't sustain this. So I think it was knowing that it wasn't good for me, but feeling like I had no other choice because I was putting the the career opportunity that I had ahead of my well-being. So I kind of had this feeling of cognitive dissonance. I knew I wasn't living out the life that I had the potential to live out. And I knew my values, my intrinsic values of what really mattered to me were so out of line with my work. And that is something I actually talked about with in a previous episode with a fulfillment career coach, like just the importance of finding a job and a career that align with your intrinsic and extrinsic values. And so time just started to lose sight of like who I was. I would look in the mirror. I was so inflamed. Like if you looked at pictures of me from a year and a half ago, like two years ago, like I look like a completely different person. My face was puffy to kind of pull the plug. And the first plug was moving back to Philly, being close to my family again, taking a a step away from the like Wall Street life and kind of finding another job in finance that was a little bit scaled back, but still similar lifestyle, sedentary, traveling, entertaining clients semi-frequently and Ultimately, I ended up stepping away from that job to kind of just take some time for myself and kind of like readjust to what's important to me. And that's kind of where I've been now, just prioritizing the things that make me feel good. 
I think that's so interesting about the fulfillment in your career. And at least for me, like went through definitely a similar thing in my previous position. I was super inflamed. Like you see photos. Yeah, completely. And you're like, my eyes were puffy and like my throat was puffy. Like obviously my lymph nodes were just like freaking the heck out. And it was just like, I felt so chaotic and I like see videos of me and I'm talking to the camera and I'm like, I am exhausted. And it wasn't even like, like, yeah, I was physically exhausted. I was mentally exhausted. I was running myself to the ground and doing pretty similar hours to you um, when you were in your like stock market job. But I found that my soul was tired. Like I wasn't living in alignment and I wasn't, pursuing something that actually made me feel good and worked with me and was a safe environment. And I was able to express my emotions and like, same thing as you, I realized that my routines and my work needed to fit into a life. And I know this comes from such privilege to say, but like I wanted my work to fit in with how I wanted to show up. And my sense of self was someone who was creative and able to have conversations with people and was still in the fitness industry completely, but was in a different environment and a different position. Do you think that like now in your kind of like roles that you do now and your routines that it's more like reflective of yourself? I do. Um, I worry that it's not like sustainable because I am in such a unique transitional phase in my life that when I think about what is next and what can be more sustainable in terms of career, like what that looks like for me has been something that it's been on my mind a lot. But one thing that I always come back to, and it kind of goes into the fact that you were saying you look at old videos of yourself and you were just exhausted. Like sometimes you are more tired by not by because you're doing too much, but because you're not doing enough of what fills you up. And that's like one of my favorite kind of quotes and things to live by is like, you're not going to feel chronically overworked and drained if you are doing something that feeds your soul and gives you life. And so if you're coming home from your day job and you're exhausted and you're like, why am I so tired? Like maybe it's time to look in the mirror and kind of look at what you're spending your time on. And I think your answer lies there majority of the time. 100%. I know that being able to choose a career And like, I know you're interested in like the holistic wellness coach side of it. And I think honestly, guys, if Kylie ever starts up a holistic wellness space, like jump on it, be her first customer because like this girl has so much (laughs) knowledge to her. You're so sweet. Like just such an angel. But like you can tell when someone is like giving you a service or when they are showing up in the workplace and it's in alignment and it's reflective of who their like soul is at and what's going on internally. And it was like they checked in with their heart. They asked, what do I need from my job? What do I want to show up as? How do I want to live every day? It shows through your work. It shows through your service. It shows through everything. And, you know, people aren't dumb. People can see through the shit when you are like on struggle street and it's being vulnerable with yourself and with others and being like, this isn't working for me anymore. I need to reset. I need to do something different. Let's switch the tables. Let's do something new. Yeah. I also hate how I feel like struggle street and like 
being miserable in your career so normalized and people just think like, well, you're not supposed to love your work. And that is a whole nother conversation for a different day. Like, do you work to live? Do you live to work? Like everybody has their own take on that. But I know my old career, everybody would joke about how miserable they were. You'd say, you know, how are you doing? And it's like just another day in the life, like doesn't get better than this. And it was always like counting down to the weekend. And so I just feel like when you look around and that's what you find in the workplace, 80% of the time, you can feel pressure to just kind of suck it up and feel like you're weak if you believe there's something greater out there. But then you come across people that, for example, here in the sunny coast, like I went to corrective culture. It's like a holistic um, center here. And those guys are truly living out their mission. You see it on their face. You see it when they're interacting with clients. And then it only takes few exposures of that lifestyle to know that like there's better that awaits for you, like awaits you if you're just willing to like take the chance and go look for it. Absolutely. And like everyone is so worthy to tap into that abundance if they open themselves up to it and they start putting in the work and, you know, maybe that is just like spending a bit more time with yourself to figure out what you actually want. And That's step one. On yeah, literally step one. Figure out what you want. <laughs> yeah, and like tune into what habits and routines make you feel good and identify kind of like what lifestyle, uh, what jobs are going to cater to that and like start to put the pieces together. I think we often overlook the power of just checking in with ourselves and taking inventory of what makes us feel good some days versus what makes us feel bad and then realizing like, okay, well, what did we do to get to this point? And then do more of what makes you feel good and string the pieces together so that you can kind of find your rhythm and conclude kind of what your ideal lifestyle, you know, from a health, from a work, from a a social aspect looks like for you. Absolutely. What do you think your like non-negotiables are? Like, obviously you've done your reflection on how you want to show up and what you actually need in order to feel really fulfilled and content in your heart, what are some of the, of the habits and routines that you would say are just like your non-negotiables for that? So from like a day-to-day perspective, like I said, I always love to like get outside or get some type of movement in. Um, Exercise is for me more about my mind than my body. And I just like starting my day that way. Um. I'm constantly drinking water. I feel like that's so important to stay hydrated. Like sometimes you don't want to, but you just have to force yourself because you know you'll be better off. Um, Balanced meals because again, I'm always aiming to like balance my blood sugar. I feel like that not only helps me stay satiated and feeling energized throughout the day, but it really just helps with like my moods as well. Um, just feeling positive, like the gut brain connection is so interesting and so important. Um, getting enough sleep, like we've already talked about, like sleep is my number one priority. Eight hours is what I always aim to get. And I think a lot of people think that if they go to bed late, they can wake up later and it's the same quality of sleep. But the truth is like the first couple hours of your sleep is the most important. So if you go to bed earlier, your quality of sleep is going to be way better than if you get the same hours, but say was sleeping from 1am to 9am, like it's just not going to be the same quality. Yeah. Every hour you sleep before 10pm equals two hours. Like that is just always what I've gone past. So like, 
you might only sleep six hours, but if you go to bed at 8 p.m., you're going to like have an extra two in the bag just energy-wise for the next day. Yes, and consistent sleep too, like consistent sleep schedule so that it's more predictable for your body to kind of rely on getting rest. It's like, oh, yeah, I will get rest tonight. I'm not just going to have to be in that go, go, go hustle culture like mentality for the next week until it's Friday night and then get on the booze, go to sleep until Sunday, Arvo. Like (laughs) it doesn't have to be that way, guys. (laughs) No, no, it doesn't. The next non-negotiable I would probably say is like creating a space that I enjoy being in. So whether that's at home when I'm like in my own bedroom and I feel settled or here, just keeping it orderly because I'm kind of like, clean space, clear mind. Um, I always feel a little bit more anxious and overwhelmed when things are physically out of sorts in my environment. So just feeling like I have a little sanctuary to come back to, even if it is my home away from home, it's important for me to just keep my things orderly and like live as minimalistic as I can, just because I don't like feeling overwhelmed and crowded in my space. So like, if I don't need it, I don't want it. Um, And then the last non-negotiable for me would probably be setting boundaries. And I think I've had to learn how to do this over the years, just as a byproduct of being in an environment that didn't align with me and learning how to say no, because if I didn't say no, the result would be being super anxious and out of my element and uncomfortable. So just like a most recent example, like being in the service industry, I feel like a lot of people like to go out after work a lot. And that's just like not really something that I enjoy doing. And so while sometimes I feel silly being like, no, I'm just going to go home after work or like, no, I'm good. Like, I don't really want a shot. Sometimes people will like take a second look at that. But at the end of the day, I think I've learned if you own your boundaries and know your why and are just unapologetically you, like nobody's really going to question you or even care to beyond maybe just a sudden, like, just like knee jerk reaction to your response. Um, but at the end of the day, I think just like prioritizing you and what makes you feel good will always rule all. So just setting boundaries and not being scared to enforce them when you need to. Yeah. I think that like, I preach about that all the time. Like it's so easy to just let your boundaries go, especially in a situation where maybe you're feeling judged or you're like questioning whether you'll be like rejected from a group of people being able to set that in place even in your workplace is so it's so empowering (laughs) I think because you're like no I'm gonna stand up for myself I know what makes me feel good and I like talked about this in last in the last episode um about treating yourself like the love of your life and if you knew that something the group was doing was bad for the love of your life whether that was like might have triggered an anxiety attack or was just going to make them feel bad and not feel good in their own bodies. Like you would stand up for them and be like, oh no, like let's just go home together and like we'll have a bath and we'll have some nice dinner and then we'll just go to bed. Like you would do that for the love of your life. So why wouldn't you do that for yourself? And I think that like a realization and that connection is like, It's just like, yeah, no, I do deserve to treat myself like I would treat the love of my life. Yeah. And like, it's okay if 
you don't want the same things that other people want. Like maybe after a long shift, other people blow off steam and kind of unwind by going out and having a few drinks. But like, that's just not me. So I feel like, yeah, it all goes back to just like knowing what you need and then honoring that. It's really interesting, like blowing off steam after a shift. Like, it's an interesting like topic. It's an interesting idea because like we were talking about before, it'd be interesting whether like asking people and like even myself, like I don't find the need to blow off steam after a shift, um, at least not in that sense, because I do feel in a lot of alignment in the position I am in now. And like even doing this podcast, and I'm sure you feel the same with yours, like it is my passion and there would be, there's no like, oh, I need to blow off steam um, after like posting a reel or uploading an episode. It's kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so excited for this. And um, kind of like giving, having an energy giver as your, um, like at your habits or your work-life balance is actually energy giving. And not to, not to say that you don't walk away from a shift exhausted some days because, we can all say that some days is really hard. <laughs> some days yeah. is like really exhausting. But at the end of the day, like the bottom line is the habits and routines that you do and the things you have in your life, if they're energy takers more than energy givers, like we have to sort out that balance there. And we like kind of talked about how habits can be like good or bad. Like mm. habits are just repeated actions that you kind of adopt and then do out of habit. And so I think a lot of times people have habits that are hard to kick because they maybe be using them as like a coping mechanism to fill a void or to blow off steam, like we said. So if you're leading this unfulfilling life or doing something that takes your energy away and you feel the need to go home and have a glass of wine or binge food at night because that's what makes you feel safe and that is like an emotional release for you like you have to look at these negative habits and think like what's triggering them because it's almost like do like the, do your negative habits are they a result of the lack of fulfillment elsewhere in your life or are your positive habits kind of leading you to find fulfillment in your life it can kind of go both ways yeah. um but i think we talk about habits and routines we generally think of them as a positive thing but we don't really think about the fact that they could just very much be negative and be a result or a byproduct of kind of where we're lacking elsewhere in our life. Yeah. I know for myself, I definitely have like felt really manic in jobs that I've been in. And I feel like in that kind of hustle environment, it's very easy to snap into that manic state where it's like, go, go, go. Like you're just like out of touch with your body. You're not present at all. You're just like, high energy because that's just where you need to maintain that's what feels safe that's where you're like most appreciated in your job um but then you get off and you're like oh like you just hit that low and like I want to know have you ever experienced that like maybe not manic um like feeling really manic during your work but any other emotion where you feel like you just had to perform at this level yeah that was my life for a really long time and I feel like me finally getting out of that environment every day and after putting in hours and a fake smile of pretending like I cared what I was doing and was passionate about finance and 
my clients and like I gave a shit. Like I was so sick of pretending that I gave a shit, but I would come home from work and my like release would be just to kind of like isolate myself and be by myself locked in my room like for at least an hour. Like my roommate would try to come home and talk to me and I would literally be like, I'm not in the mood to talk right now. Like I need my time. And so the fact that that was a response for me, like is just telling in itself that I wasn't really doing something that I should have been. Um, and so I think it only took, you know, that happening so many times for me to realize that I was not being the best version of myself. And I was left feeling so depleted from a job that wasn't even worth it anymore. Yeah, absolutely. I think coming back to like the sense of self, I find that when you're in a situation where you are coming home from work or whether that's hanging out with friends that actually are energy takers or from being in an environment that you know is not good for you um, because, you know, you haven't set in that boundary um, with yourself or with others and realising why am I showing up like this? Why am I coming back to this negative habit? Why do I not feel like myself? And the end of the day is because you're not acting in alignment with yourself. You haven't reconnected back to yourself. And you always, when you are like working in flow or having connections with people that are in flow and they feel really safe and, you know, like they give you energy, you can, you just straight away can feel back to yourself and, you know, yeah, this feels so good, man. Like I just feel like I'm being creative and I'm connecting and I'm being vulnerable and I'm being like, I'm working and doing something that I'm passionate about. And I think passion is such an inherently human quality. And you see it when people are in their, you know, their prime zone, their flow state, their eyes, like, shimmer because they just feel like they're so tapped into what their heart is asking of them and I think what I want to ask you is what is your current sense of self like how would you describe where you're at now like who is Carly (laughs) that's a loaded question I need to think about this (laughs) take your time I feel like Carly is somebody who prioritizes herself while also recognizes the power of human connection. And I feel like I am somebody who very much finds myself in the habits that I perform day in and day out, but also in my relationships that I have with friends, with family, with people that I interact with. I think for so long, I lost my sense of self and that started to kind of manifest in the way that I was treating roommates and friends and family. And so I feel like life just feels a bit more effortless these days. Um, And I see it in like my interactions with customers at work. Like I'm just genuinely more happy and smiley. And I think it's because I've learned to kind of prioritize what makes me me, which is a health and fitness lover, a family lover, um, somebody who likes to be active and be outside and, you know, just living to like living out my truth, I guess this sounds silly, but just like living in alignment with who I used to dream of being when I was at a desk job and so like chained to a life that felt so foreign to me. I'm so proud of you. 
like literally how far you've come like the fact that you even can recognize like yeah I'm living out like that girl at the desk used to dream about this and now you're just like living it out like that is just like that is pure growth right there and like reaping the benefits of actually listening into your heart and I completely agree like in the interactions like we have with people, it really just reflects our internal world. And when that's really like chaotic and crazy and not like, you know, focused or peaceful or like even a safe place to come back to when our mind is really unsafe and we're being so filled with all of these distractions, it's demonstrated in how we treat people. And it's demonstrated in our interactions and who we treat, who, who we surround ourselves with. Yeah. One other thing, this is a bit of a tangent, but it reminded me of when, like you said, in your mind, like, I think it's so important for us to like ourselves and to trust ourselves. And I think that will start to show up in other areas of life and how we interact with people and how we show up to certain situations. And I think we grow to like ourselves and to trust ourselves more by keeping promises to ourselves and like the commitments that we set out to achieve. And I think that also comes back to the whole habits and routines. We know that XYZ is going to make us better off. And I think that is just something that I've continually learned is like, you're not always going to want to do your habits and routines in the moment, but it's a bigger picture. It's a small piece to the large puzzle. Yeah, And it's doing those things that are going to make us able to follow through and trust ourselves that we are going to achieve what we set out to do and keep those promises to ourselves to make ourselves a better version so that we like ourselves, we are confident in who we are, and then we can show up to be a better partner, a better friend, a better employee in every other aspect of our life. Absolutely. When we're able to keep promises with ourselves, we create confidence within ourselves. Like you just, yeah. you're just fostering that relationship. And just like you would with a best friend or a partner, if you don't keep those promises, they're not going to trust you. Like just, that's just what it is. Like you wouldn't trust someone to keep a secret who hasn't kept a secret like a million times before. You just wouldn't because, you know, your experience has been that it'll just fall through. Whereas if you can actually use your habits and routines to reflect who you want to be, or how you want to show up in the world, your truest self, after you've done that connection with your heart, those routines and those habits are actually beneficial. They're not the harmful ones that we talked about at the beginning of the episode. They're actually holistically involved in your well-being. Like they're coming from all aspects and it's, you know, getting sunlight in the morning if you can and it's drinking water so that our brains and our bodies can work and like for me it's getting in a meditation it's been a recent habit of mine I know that that's really hard for me to do but I know that it's so important and I really value my mind being a clear and peaceful state of mind so I'm going to practice it and just like you would practice a movement at the gym or practice an art or practice driving like (laughs) you need to practice these things day in day out the things that are actually going to benefit you to become just like mindless like they just are something you do regardless I couldn't agree more it's so interesting to see like the 
difference in how habits have been portrayed as always really good, but not necessarily depending on the context. And then once we bring that context back and we bring in, um, I guess, where you're at in your life and where you're at in your relationship to yourself, we can go from there to actually make better habits and make better non-negotiable routines. Yes, yes. Okay, I think that just sums up pretty much everything I have to know about routines and habits. Do you have anything else to add? Any final words? No, this was great. Thank you so much for having me. I love this topic because it's truly like changed my life um, for the better. So I hope this has the ability to do the same for others. And I bet you it would. It's changed mine too. I loved hearing your perspective and I'm just so grateful that you're able to come on today. So good. I'm so excited for everyone to hear this. (laughs) Me too. Thank Thank you you again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today and listening all the way up until this point. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you left me a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or if you'd like to share the message of connection and vulnerability a little bit further, passing on this podcast to someone you love is a great idea as well. If you have any questions for me or would like to connect with my projects further, please join me and a bunch of like-minded, beautiful people over on Instagram at How's Your Heart Pod. Apart from that, guys, thank you so much again, and I'll chat to you again soon for your next bi-weekly episode. Bye.